Welcome to the Around the Crease podcast. This is episode three of season two. And once again, I'm here with Tom Peace of Peace Report Lax Blog. Tom, how's it going? Hey, Mike. It's another great week of talking lacrosse here on the Around the Crease. Uh, it's that time of year. We're in the thick of it of summer lacrosse recruiting season and uh, just a lot of topics sw- swirling around the lacrosse world that we should uh, hit on today on the third episode of season two. Yeah, definitely. And it's been, we're going to have a, a packed show. We're going to talk about uh, quite a bit. But before we get uh, to our usual topics for the week, let's talk about uh, you. Once again, we had a couple, um, two uh, Tom's top stories from the week, um, basically from, you know, the, the same general area. So why don't you kind of recap, tell us uh, where you've been, man. And those top, those Tom's top 20, 10 things are catching on. Uh big time with kids in the area and parents as well and uh, the, uh it's been a great thing so far of tracking these kids and evaluating them and uh giving them some pub and they all appreciate it and uh this past weekend i was at the big 12 lacrosse invitational summer invitational and also their individual showcase last friday at johns hopkins university where about 78 kids came that were also playing in the summer invitational for their club teams, but they uh, split off some of these kids and tried out and played in this individual showcase at Johns Hopkins University for a day with some college coaches, some really top-notch college coaches at the Division One level, uh, one being, of course, at Johns Hopkins uh, offensive coordinator Bobby Benson, who was running most of the drills in the show with uh, the other college coaches that he invited. Uh, some from UMBC, Towson, Georgetown uh, were some of the coaches there from those schools that were helping these kids learn the game a little bit and how to practice at the college level, which, which was what they were trying to get across to these kids. And and then they played some games in the afternoon, and some of these kids were standing out as and some really impressive uh, athletes in those games. And uh, you can go and check those top ten athletes out at laxrecords.com and then um, I'll, I'll, I'll actually have a link to that um in the in the story here so if you're you're on your podcast player apparently i can't do show notes but if you go to laxrecords.com this will be um you find this po- going to podcast you'll be able to find all the notes which will include the link to this story awesome and then on saturday was the summer invitational that led into that was a part of the first ever North American Club Lacrosse Championships, which uh, the Big 12 Lacrosse event, which does the invitational during the fall and the summer. Uh, the guy who runs it, Kevin Mayer, who's a great, great ambassador to the league and, and to lacrosse, who's done some great stuff with the Rock Lacrosse Club and this Big 12 Lacs events outfit that's had these invitations the last couple of years. He wants, he wanted to, uh, and other, the other clubs that uh, played in the invitations like the Dukes, uh, NJ, New Jersey Riot, uh, C to C, they all wanted to have a uh, purpose when they came and played in these invitationals. And so they did this, uh, this club lacrosse championship this past weekend for the first time and uh, the format was really good because you could just see that the kids were um, motivated and playing at a different level than they are usually playing, which is good to see during the, the Saturday games, which were about trying to get seating to play in the uh, championship games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what happened on Sunday. And then we had a championship games and it was really like came down to the wire with these club teams. They're really uh, battling it out. And um, the winners, and there's three age groups, the 2019s, 2020s, and 2021s. And uh, uh, the Dukes won the 2021, and then uh, Rock Lacrosse won 2019 and 2020 age groups for their championships. And they're really impressive games, Mike, and uh, I was really impressed with how the event was run and they did a good job with um, making sure these club teams were taken care of with hospitality with the hotels in the area in, in Columbia, Maryland. And um, there's just a lot of good stuff going on with this event. And 
again, you can go on to lastrecords.com and check out my Tom's Top 20. Um, some really interesting, some really good standouts there, like Cole Schmidt, a uh, player from Texas who shined who's going to have a good summer this summer and people should take a look at him. He's a C to C kid. He played at, plays at Prosper high school. Just some of the kids, this one, just wanted to point out a couple of the kids that <clears throat> shined and um, he's one of them. And also this other kid, Randall Brown, who plays for Dukes. He goes to the Shipley high school in Pennsylvania. He had a really good showing for the Dukes and, um, just really some really really good club teams. I know we talk about clubs and how kids should uh, uh, pick the right clubs to go to play for in the last couple weeks on this on the podcast. And these clubs that were at this event were clubs that kids should definitely take note of and and should, should try out for them in the future. And they have really good people that run these clubs. And yeah. so it, it was a good weekend. Yeah, and there were definitely a lot of names, a lot of club names that I'm, I'm familiar with over the over the years. So it looked like it, look, <clears throat> it looked like a really good event from your your photos and what I, we were talking about. So you know, it's good thing, great you're able to to get around to these things. Obviously, being in that that hotbed there makes a little bit well, that a little bit well, easier too. It was funny. Remember we we talked to Mr. Austin Sipes last week on the mm-hmm. Mason Dixon Showcase, and then I saw Austin play in the Friday individual showcase and then i saw him play over the weekend and i was kidding with his his mom about how i wonder if parents and people would be upset if i put him in my top 20 three times in a row in one week (laughs) (laughs) at three different events in one week because the kid was just having a a great showing at all the events i saw him at last week and that's just how uh as your county kids are now storming onto the scene. Yeah. And just I want to point out too real quick, um, since I brought up the Mason Dixon showcase, um, they will now be playing the, the Maryland Free State team, which is a team that is selected of a mixture of public and private school kids um, each year, is now going to be playing against the Mason Dixon Pennsylvania team that I saw last week. And we talked about on the show this Tuesday at Towson University uh, as a uh, kind of free state versus the Mason Dixon team. So that should be an exciting game. And I know Frank Cordo, like I was talking about last week on the show, who uh, brought this Mason Dixon showcase event to what it was last week and did a great job of putting on a great event. He's now excited to keep it going and now can play against a great free state team of kids that are compiled from all over the state that had great high school seasons. And it should be interesting to see what happens at Towson University this Tuesday. Yeah, it should be, should be very exciting. So, um, you know, he kind of moved into to next week, you know, next week's a uh, pretty big, pretty big week in the world of lacrosse. So, and I know we're, we're both going to be there, so I'll let you kind of talk about it a little bit first because I know we've both <laughs> been to the Under Armour weekend. Like I think I in the last ten years, I think I've only missed one year. And I think it was the first year I moved out here. I didn't wasn't able to take it back. Um, but you know, I'll let you talk a little bit about this event because it's always an exciting weekend for me. Thank you. It, it, it is an exciting weekend. It's always circled on the calendar for us guys that cover the, the recruiting landscape in the summer recruiting circuit and it's one of those events that draws everyone's eyeballs to it um you have the the underclass tournament from friday on through saturday and sunday happening at taos university of uh different regions and areas of the country in the sort of an all-star game tournament of teams that were picked the last couple last month or so of uh, different areas. Uh, you have Maryland team, you got Baltimore team, you got the Southwest, you got the Midwest team. So it's a really great weekend of lacrosse with the Under Armour Underclass tournament. And then uh, I believe it's Friday night, right? They have the senior game. That with, Saturday. Uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, at Johns Hopkins University this year. They're going to have it. It's always been at Towson University, but this year they moved it to Homewood Field for the uh, senior game, which will be exciting to see as uh, you have 
the best seniors in the in the country going against each other in the Under Armour All-American game, girls and boys, and uh, that will be on ESPN, and it will be a great game, and and then um, some other stuff happened. It's just it's, it's just a great weekend in Baltimore. It's kind of like a Super Bowl kind of event. It really for, for the sport. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it brings everyone together, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, I've always attended, and usually, like, I guess I've had different roles over the years. Whenever I've gone, because when I was at ESPN, we we would do a little bit of a story, but a little bit of photos, a little bit of video, a little did a little bit of everything. Last couple years, I've gone pretty much to take photos because for me, it's an opportunity where you know I get a lot of these kids that um, are basically climbing the record books in their respective areas, and it allows me to kind of get their photo. Uh, so I don't have to rely on uh, the the generosity of of others to find to find images whenever I want to use them during the season. So I'll once again be be out there doing that, and I'll be wearing my Lax Record shirt and hat. So if anybody sees me out there, feel free to come up and say hello. Be nice to uh, talk yeah. to people that uh, that listen to the show. So and then uh, I'll be there at the senior game as well. So it's always a uh, it's always a fun weekend. I really enjoy it. It's it's always hot. I know it's a the Saturday is always long because I pretty much go out there and just it's one day and I just just hit it all. So it's uh I'll probably hopefully not get too much of a sunburn, but I've never avoided one entirely. So I'm probably due for another one. But and the folks at Corrigan Sports Enterprises does do a great job with coordinating this event. Um, they make sure that these kids feel on um, kind of a pedestal uh, kind of. Um, they're kind of stars for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. They have like a, a media day on Thursday with the, the seniors, with the the local media in Baltimore, and uh, it's a cool luncheon that they do uh, to uh, preempt the game. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll I will attend that pre press conference luncheon media day thing, and uh, we'll have some interviews and some sound bites from that on next week's podcast as well. Yeah, and I'm going to try to get some interviews with some players when I'm when I'm out there. So we'll probably have something. Maybe not for next week's podcast. We won't cram it too too full with interviews, but I'll <laughs> have some stuff for for later on because there's a lot of a lot of players that uh, I'm looking forward to to talking to while I'm there. So I, it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, and maybe we'll try to do something uh, a little spot maybe because we usually record on Friday, but uh, I won't be able to do that next Friday. But maybe we can do something uh, while we're while we're together next week, and that could be kind of fun. Have have a little bit of a live show. Yeah, there we go. No, it's always good. It's always good when we get together in person, man. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. So, uh, all right. So, moving on, there's a there's a couple topics that have kind of um, seem to have come to the forefront. Obviously, with the summer, there's been a lot going on. Like, we don't get. I don't think we get a ton of breaking news at this point in, in the year. But um, and I'm I'm probably gonna have to tone myself down for this topic. But this is it's we're recording this on Friday, and I guess it was this morning. That it was reported that the Albany, well, I guess former Albany faceoff guy T.D. Erland had uh, confirmed his transfer that he was going to Yale, which on a normal day for me that really wouldn't have been resonated. Like, but I think I saw your quote uh, tweet of uh, Greg Gerland where he was basically calling like, you know, if you if you think this kid's choice to go to Yale is bad or like if you were an adult like i forget his exact quote um but he basically was like you guys are losers uh and so i was like when you you're i think your comment was like what did i miss when i was asleep kind of thing i'm on vacation we're, we're bro i'm on vacation at the jersey shore this weekend and i'm kind of like away from the lacrosse world and i mean i did hear that T- td commit uh was that news was gonna happen that he was gonna go and commit to Yale, but I didn't hear about the other part where people were bitter about it and throwing shade at the situation, which I yeah. find as ridiculous as anything. Yeah, I find it in the, the I guess the, I, the reference that I've saw going around that has seemed to have garnered the most attention was that he's the Kevin Durant of college lacrosse, which yeah. everybody knows Kevin Durant went from Oklahoma City and he went to the, the Warriors because um, he went to, went to a winning team, and I guess that for some reason, like I, I, I'm gonna have to tone myself down because I, I guess for me, I have a problem. I'm like, this is a 19 year old kid. He, he's making the best decision for him and his family, and I don't understand mm-hmm. why grown adults feel like. I mean, I get the passion. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people that are Albany fans that maybe listen to the show that that feel hurt. Like they thought they had, you know, 
he was a stud for them last year and they thought they had him for another three years and then he decides to leave. Like I get that part, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, this is, he's 19, 20 year old kid. Like he's just trying to live his life. And I saw someone and I'm not going to call anybody out by, well, not by name, but by Twitter handle. But I saw someone had just made, made some sort of comment like he committed to us for four years. He needs to honor that commitment. And far as I'm concerned, I'm oh. like, no, that's not, you know, the colleges, it rarely, very rarely happens, but it does happen. A college can pull a player's scholarship at any time. Like, Albany could have been like, you know what, it's not working out. We're going to pull your scholarship. It And that can be done. The player, like, I don't feel like he, if he was unhappy at Albany for whatever reason, I don't feel like, like, you don't stay and suffer. Like, if I hate my job, I'm going to quit my job. Like, you know, I'm going to go find yeah. something better that I want to do. It's like, we're, you're an adult. You can make a decision that's better for you. Why would you not? Like, I've, I've found it some, I, I'm not going to say surprising because really nothing surprises me, especially on the internet because everybody's got it yeah. on the internet and generally it's not a positive one. So <laughs> um, I've worked on the internet long enough to kind of know, like, that's kind of where some of the worst, worst opinions come out. But, you know, well, Mike, you have a lot of, you have a lot of people out there that we live in this society today where a lot of kids, a lot of people don't have respect anymore in terms of, their elders or just the game and, and people's decisions on what they want to do with their lives. And they, it's, I think partly it has to do with social media and, and just throwing your opinions out there and not um, owning up or being responsible for them. And a lot of people just throw their opinions out there and don't know like the, the consequences and the repercussions they can cause to the other person or, or just like it's just it's just silliness, and I think um, you see this happen a lot, and people get caught what they say, and that they regret it like two days later, and they they apologize for it. And, yeah. Well, we hope, um, hope some of these regret it and apologize later because I, I just found it. I mean, like I said it's it's not totally surprising that people have opinions and strong opinions, but I actually was curious, like. Is it the fact that he went to Yale when Yale was coming off the national championship? Like, is that what it was? Like, if he had gone to, if he had gone to Syracuse, would it have been as big of a deal? Like, I was trying to figure out, like, you know, did I mean? Because I guess it's the Kevin Durant reference that kind of makes me wonder. Is like, are people just mad because he went to Yale and they feel like he's just trying to win a national championship? Because I'm like, it's not like Albany was chopped liver last year. It's not, you know, it's not like they they were a bottom dweller that he was leaving from. It's like. They, it, it, well, neither was Oklahoma State, no, Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't one of those things. It's like, you know, and Albany's one of those programs, like, they've made steps every year. So it's not, you know, inconceivable that it could have been in that. It's like, it's just one of those things. And I mean, I guess the closest, like, I, um, to related to hockey for some reason, like, it was a few years ago. Um, and oh, I just, I just lost the guy's name, but he, uh, Pittsburgh had just won, uh, or, we had just lost to Chicago, the Blackhawks, in the uh, in the Stanley Cup, and then uh, the players I can't remember his name all of a sudden because I think I've wiped it from my memory. He bounced from Pittsburgh and he went to Chicago, and a lot of people were mad because they're like, "Oh, he's just chasing the ring." And yeah. you know what? Pittsburgh won the Stanley Cup the next year, and I'm like, you know, it's it's not always about that. Like sometimes, you know, and it was just kind of one of those things. I'm like, so I kind of saw I I thought about that as well, and you know, it was one of those things. Like I'm a, I'm a sports fan, like. I get it, and you're like, "Oh, why is he going there?" Like they just beat us. You get rubbed a little raw, but it's like, you know, we're all we're all people. It's just like, you know what? It's just like, and it's not like this is even like the Kevin Durant thing. I feel was a bad reference because that's business. Like Kevin Durant went, like he had the opportunity to make a lot of money. Like, and I mean, not that he wouldn't have made a lot of money if he stayed with Oklahoma City, but TD, like, he's looking at life after lacrosse. It's not, it's, it's not even this. This is not even the same situation. Yeah, obviously, it's college and pro. And exactly. This, kid, this, is, this is lacrosse and and the NBA we're comparing. It, it's yeah. two different worlds. It, it's lacrosse is like it, it's it's minuscule compared to the what happens at the, at, at the NBA level and what Durant did. This is a yeah. kid that left Albany to go to Yale to better his future and to play for a championship team. What's wrong with that? Like, yeah. he's trying. He's trying to go somewhere where he can succeed. Yes, Albany had a great season. Yes, Coach Mars is a great guy. 
but so is Yale. Like that's that's his decision. How kids transfer every year. Yeah. That's what the problem is with this this early recruiting had had cause is that these kids like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they go to these 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 colleges and that they committed to when they're in eighth and freshman year in high school and they get there and they don't want to be there. They yeah. they found out that this is school's not for them. They want to do, pursue other things. So yeah, they, they matured. They they grew up. They got to on campus at Albany, and he thought probably this is great, but I want to pursue this major. I want to go do this. I want to go to an Ivy League school. So let's go. Let's let's check out Yale. So yeah, what's wrong with that? You know, so and, good yeah. for him for doing that. We're, we're we're on the same on the same boat with that one. It's like I just I, like I think the whole thing just is shocking that people are just like upset. And I'm like maybe it's the whole Yale thing. And I wonder it's just found it comical. But it was one of those things like oh, I know it's not really high school stuff, but obviously Chase. Like I've actually been putting together a lot of the past career uh, faceoff numbers. Like obviously that was a stat that I started kind of collecting this year. But in the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to coaches and emailing coaches and getting um, past stats and Chase. Right now, he had the at this moment, and it, the funny thing is, the faceoff stat reminds me a lot of the sack in in the NFL. Because yeah. I was actually talking to a couple coaches, and they're like, "We really only started keeping this stat in earnest, and you know, game by game in the last year, two years." So it's one of those like, I'm sure I'm going to hear from someone who, you know, probably was a boys Latin in the 1990s, early 2000s, be like, oh, you know, I won every, you know, I did this, I did that. And I'm like, man, but no one was keeping, no one was really paying attention or keeping the stats. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be one of those. I'm like, yeah, it's like no one really, not that no one cared, but it was like, no one thought to keep the book on that. Like it wasn't thought about at that time. And there were no spreadsheets then. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it was one of those, like people knew it was no... important, but it's, it's become much more important in the game in the last few years. So I think now people are keeping the stat. But I mentioned that because like TD was like, I think I have him at like 83 or 84% for his career at, um, uh-huh. at Victor, which is one of the best of like right now, based on the people that I have, that's number one all time. Now, granted, this is very early days of me collecting that, but it was one of those like, you know, potentially the greatest high school um, face-off man, or at least one of the best is transfer. So it was kind of one of those like, I had just started doing that and I saw this, I was like, well, this is a... Uh, timely topic for us granted whenever you guys whoever's listening to this whatever day it may have been you know, it's probably past the radar at this point but for us it happened this morning and i thought it was worth talking about i i just my, my whole thing with it was i didn't understand why it got so much media attention yeah like I, I knew why I, like, I get why he did i i, I get he's a big name he, he should have been a consideration for the Tawaratan. But, but Baptiste had a great season, and he 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 was deserving of the whatever he got. And but I just I don't understand why when this when this news came out that it was just like this exclusive story and why he was getting this this rub from the national media. Yeah, guys from inside the cross were acting like it was the biggest news story in the cross, which maybe it was, but I understand why it was so gravitating, you know? Maybe it's because it's the off season and it's lacrosse news in June, like college lacrosse news in June. So maybe like slow news day, a lot of combinations come with those things, but you know, and at the end, I think TD is going to have the last laugh because he's going to get a degree from Yale and (laughs) 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 hopefully none, hopefully none of the uh, people on Twitter have to uh, interview with him for a position for, for him to be as one of our bosses in the future. So, Cause that could be embarrassing. But it's like, but it gets back to that point. Like we talked about on our first show It's just like these kids commit so early that they get to the campus and it's, it's a whole different situation. They, they matured. Like yeah, this, this kid from last year, from, from uh, boys Latin, Logan, Logan Wisnowskis went to Syracuse and, Redshirted for a year at Syracuse and decided, you know what, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. He, but he committed to Syracuse like in his sophomore year of high school, and he was just, he got there and just wanted to come home and play for play at Maryland, and yep. he just wanted to come back and be closer to his where he lives, and he came back and went to Maryland, and he had he had a heck of a season for the Terps. <laughs> yeah, not and, too bad. <laughs> and yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like. 
it's happening a lot. I just don't understand why this situation was so blown up. You know what yeah. I mean? Considering the amount of transfers you get, it is was a little surprising that this one got so much attention and just kind of caught people in a way. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna let everybody yeah. move on. So I, I know there was a. It, we might we might not calm down though because I know you. I saw a couple of your tweets from the past couple of weeks, and when I was asking you what you wanted to talk about this week, I don't think you wasted any time in telling me what you <laughs> want to talk about. So uh, I guess parents um, at recruiting events has been a uh, has been a hot topic, right, Tom? It has been. It's it's a situation where I just talk about the respect factor, where people don't have respect for elders or the game or kids and and this club culture that we live in this club sports this youth uh youth sports world we live in and excuse me we see it so much in lacrosse and i'm starting to see it in other sports after i brought up my after i stood on my soapbox on twitter <laughs> last week i just was saying that some of these club teams need, need to reel in these parents that are just out of control on the sidelines during these games. And uh, I just, I, the last couple of weeks I've heard some parents just overhearing them, the way they are yelling at the, their play, their kids just to like open a can of whoop ass on the other team. Oh, <laughs> goodness. I, I'm just like shaking my head. Like, no, like, and I'm just also listening to some other parents, like just yelling at referees and, the opposing team and, and and the opposing parents too of the other team and it's just out of control and it it comes down to just making sure these parents stay away from the bar at the hotel <laughs> the night before they come out to the games it's just it, it's it's just got to tone down like it's it's gotten so bad that um I saw one instance because I, as I posted my my rant on Twitter people kept posting examples and situations that they've seen at events this summer where parents have gotten out of control and a couple of the situations have had where people had to the people that run the events have had to call the police to come and uh what monitor monitor the situation and Do you, it's just gotten out of control where now you have to call the police it's it's just it's just an Unfortunate thing, Mike, and yeah. um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, before I get to there, because obviously I have, you know, I think we're going to share a pretty similar opinion, but, you know, we've both been on enough sidelines over, the, at least for me, for the past 10 years, and you for longer than that. Like, why do you, what, why do you think it, is it just one of those, like, slowly progressed, like, inch by inch, like, over the years, like, one of those things, like, it got a little bit worse, but it wasn't that much worse, so, like, it just kind of went under the radar, so no one corrected it. And then after, we were to say, 10 years of the behavior, it got to such a point where we've now gotten to this point. Like, have you noticed this for a number of years or is just something that just feels so much different this year than it has in the past? Uh, I've, I've noticed it a, a lot. Not a lot. Just, I just, I've seen it happen and heard, ever heard it at several events that weren't like major events. I guess you could, they were just showcases like the, like, um, stuff that wasn't that had like the prominent club teams there. You know, what yeah. I mean, it was it was lesser events, and um, but it's it's gotten to the point where you hear at the bigger events now too. And yeah. um, I I was I kept always wondering if it was just because these new there's so many new club teams popping up and um and with new uh, events and you hear. You hear, hear these things from the the, the newer parents of, of these club teams, and you hear this these kind of um, um, un, un, uncomfortable things from these parents, and yeah. you're like, is, is, is it just these new club teams that is, it's the problem? But no, it's 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 parents from all over all over the country and with different situations, and yeah, it's just gotten out of control. I think a lot of these parents are looking for an identity and trying to uh, be cool with their kids, I guess. And, and it's not cool, and especially when the kids are affected and they have to, like, yell at mom and dad to calm down. Yeah. You know? 
I sent you that video of this situation in Tennessee with a softball game where the parents got into a brawl and you just hear in the background like the kids and just telling their mom and dad to stop fighting and to break it up and it's 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 terrible to see because the result of that was the game was canceled and they had to forfeit the game because the parents were in a brawl and that is just a terrible situation and yeah um I've heard I've heard some instances like that with lacrosse lately, and I think it's just one of those things where if you're a club president or run run a club, you gotta nip this in the butt right away and talk to these parents and tell them to like just chill out and come and cheer us on. Don't don't penalize us and make us look silly. And I think that needs to happen more and more often. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will share my thoughts on this because I, cause I do have, like, it, it's funny you mentioned the, the yelling at the referees and stuff like that. And the, even yelling at the, the kid, cause, and I will change names and locations to protect the innocent. Uh, but I was on a, a high school sideline a few years ago and, you know, I, I usually stand um, kind of near the player bench. So, you know, I was standing there taking pictures, taking my notes and whatnot. And you could just hear this dad just like yelling and you could tell he was like, yelling at the player and this was a this was a prominent high school program so this wasn't you know and but he was telling like he was basically yelling instructions to his kid like coaching him and you weren't close i mean this was at a, at a field where you were you're probably 30 yards away from the start of the stands and i think the parent was in the back and like the the kid just muttered something and he, he i know he threw a four-letter word and he's like my dad's an effing idiot. He was like, I wish you'd just shut up. And like his, you know, all, and, but like, it was funny because you could tell he was embarrassed and like, it was just kind of like, and it's, but all the kids were like, yeah, I know, man. Like they, it was like in unison, they like, they weren't razzing him about it. They were just like, yeah. And so I was just like, that's kind of sad that all the kids think like, like they're doing their best. Like they're high school kids. Like these aren't pros. Like they're going to make, they're going to make mistakes. Like referees are going to make bad calls. And I mean, it's not, that's not unique about any sport. You can get mad about that, but um, it, it's just funny. But I, I've talked to, you know, a lot of times off the record, I've talked to coaches um, and there's, I talked to one coach about, as I talked to him about, he, he mentioned like helicopter parents, you know, you know the parents just kind of hover around and never kind of let their kid be on, be, be themselves, like be their own person. Like they're always there to kind of help them through or make a decision or do like order their food or any, anything like that. And there's situations where, you know, maybe that's needed, but the coaches were and but the coach flat out told me, he was like, you know, the only thing I hate worse than a helicopter parent is a lawnmower dad. And I had never heard right. that term before. And he was like, that's the dad who would just mow over anybody in their way to, you know, get their kid noticed, get their kid in front of someone. And it just doesn't matter. And he was like, we take note of that stuff um, when when we're recruiting a kid. He's like, because you know, we don't want to deal with that. Like, we got to coach the kid. Like, we we don't have time to coach the parents. <laughs> like, that's not their job. And I saw a tweet from uh, Tufts coach Casey Dinoflo today, ironically, and it was directed towards high school players. But I think it kind of goes towards parents based on a lot of the conversations that I've had. And I'll quote the tweet. And I'll link to it too. Says high school players, good thing to consider going into the weekend. We college coaches can hear what you talk about on the sidelines. Everything. We are not just evaluating what you do on the field. And I think for a lot of the parents, you need to take note of that. You might think you're helping. You might think you're coaching. You might think that, you know, getting in the coach's face to talk about how your kid should be utilized, you might think you're helping, but you could very well be hurting because coaches yeah. they don't want problem players but they don't want to recruit a kid that also has a problem parent because they that's not their job like they, they don't have time for that they got other things they got to worry about they don't have time to you know educate a grown grown adult on how they should be acting in public like it's just I, like you got to have some self-control yeah as a parent i i get where they're coming from and being supportive and they want to uh, be there for their their kids and they're paying all this money for them to be a part of this club team and this summer and to get them the exposure so just stand back and let them get the exposure and don't don't do it so much because you got to think that you're paying all this money for the club team let, let the club team do what they do and let them 
get help get your kid exposure and yeah. don't ruin it by being so overblown and over the board with your yelling and your um critiques on the sideline that yeah it affects the exposure and the looks that your kids will get because i saw it last weekend where these the parents were just just out of control and yelling at kids and stuff and you just saw like the college coaches look at each other and just get up and walk off and go to a different field. It's just like, and I mean, that's a perfect example. It's like, all right, you know, and not only, and I think it's one is like, I wanted to make the point of like, you want to make sure your kid gets noticed for the good, for a good reason. You don't mm-hmm. get to get noticed because like, Oh yeah, I remember that kid. His dad was a real a-hole because he was yelling the entire yeah. time. Like that's not how you want your coach to remember the kid because it's like, they might forget that they thought he was a good player and they might just remember like, yeah, that person was a real prick. Like, I don't want that. And, it's like and a, as, as a recruiter and a college coach, we'll note that in the book that like, we'll, we'll start next to the kid that like, this is a problem. Like the parent is a problem, you know, like we yeah. don't want that. <laughs> we don't want it. Yeah. Like, and when you got college coaches leaving a sideline because they are trying to get away from parents, I'm like, you've not only hurt your own, uh, son's ability to get seen by coaches you've hurt everybody on both those teams because yep. the coaches have now got up and left because they don't want to be around that like they those college coaches like they're not just there to get a suntan this summer they're trying to no. do their job and you know they're spread thin they're trying like they're spending a lot of time away from their families like they are not seeing their sons or daughters those weekends they are away working so it's like you know they want to do their and they want to be able to do their job they don't want to and you know that's what they do it's 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 quite sometimes mike sorry to interrupt but i think i just want to make this quick point that i think some of these parents look at this this summer recruiting season and these trips to these events as like a vacation not just for the kids and the the, the team but for themselves like and the other parents, they look at it as like a, a chance to party it up while the club team watches their kids and the kids are on this tight schedule of going to bed at a certain time and mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. So that the parents kind of party it up the night before. They just have, they let loose and it, it just, that's what the vibe I've been getting. <laughs> it's kind of like, woohoo, like. <laughs> Let let it rip, you know. Uh, it's not the booze cruise time when you're on the sideline of a cross event. You want to do that? Uh, go, you know, maybe skip. Maybe, go watch the World Cup. World Cup's playing. Go watch someone else play. Go watch someone else's kid play. Let your kid do his job and do what he's out there to do. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, next weekend should be interesting because hopefully no parent like. And I, I don't want to th- make it sound like we think all parents are like this because I have no no very good tips with parents that are have their kids in school now have had the past like. It's just one of the, and, and to be honest, like, I honestly think those are the norm. Like, I have yeah, a very good relationship with more parents than I have ever experienced, like, a bad relationship with. I think it's just, ten, and it it's, doesn't hold to just this, but I think, like, the bad ones just tend to stick a little bit more because they tend to be a little bit more. It's like that vocal minority. It's just like you, you they tend to stand out a little bit more because they're a little bit louder. And the good ones, you don't hear about them because they're just, you know, they're just hanging out on the sideline. They're enjoying watching their son play lacrosse. Yeah, I, I like, agree. We're on vacation, but we're you know we're using this like we're here. But while we're here, we decided like oh we'll spend the weekend in Taos, and then when he's done playing, we're going to go down to the Eastern Shore and we're going to spend the week because he's off for the summer. So okay. you know it gets a lot like that. So you know I we know it's the the vocal minority that we are kind of discussing, but you know I, I think to your point, whenever you get college coaches walking up off the sideline because they're tired of listening to parents i'm like you got, you got to think about what your it, it doesn't matter what your intent is you got to realize like this is what's actually you know this is the result that is occurring right. and it might be time to be like all right you know and if you're that upset maybe just get up and walk away go watch someone else's you know all these events there's multiple games going on. go watch someone else's play just go see yeah. something you're not emotionally invested in if you need a minute just get up take a breath go watch someone else play there's plenty of lacrosse to watch at these events Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a solution for it, Mike, you know, there's, there's gotta be not repercussions, but like, there's gotta be adults here. They gotta be, remember they're adults and remember that 
there's your kids' futures are being decided here in these games, and you're investing all this money to get them exposure and to put trust in these club teams to help get them the exposure. So just and calm always, down, and, and the club teams should reel these parents in and um, tell them to cool down and just enjoy the games and sit on the sidelines, cheer on the team, and just keep it keep it cordial. Yeah. And I think uh, speaking of the Under Armour games this weekend, like I, I've always thought they've done a pretty good job because of the way the Towson fields are, um, for at least for a couple of the uh, fields, they have it, it, it's it's coaches and players only. Like they if you yeah. like they don't let parents like co-mingle like they did a few years ago. Like I remember being kind of in the, the split where you had a bunch of parents and you had some coaches and stuff like that. But they've changed. They've since changed that. Like there is a section. There's sections on each field that's basically designated like coach and player only and parents are on the opposite side. So like the coaches kind of don't at least, you know, cause I, in the past I'd seen parents walk up to a college coach while he's on the sideline recruiting, like and trying to do his job and the parents like in his ear, you know, talking to him about his son. And I'm like, you know, and I, he's, he's not here just to look at, at one player. Like he might have a focus, but it, so I was glad to see they kind of, um, Oh my, I, I got separated I, that. I got like I said on Twitter, I have so many stories that I could write a book, and it's it's one of those things where it's I've had parents or I've seen parents, and I've had a parent come drop a, a kid their kid's resume on my on my book, or um, I've had parents just one parent just walk up and down the, the sideline where all the college coaches are sitting just to check out and see which college coaches are there, and just like scope it out and yeah, i've seen that <laughs> it's, it's just like just go sit on the sidelines and just enjoy the game and let let the uh your kids do the their let, let their playing do the recruiting and yeah let them go out there and have fun and play the game and and um just keep it cordial and just be respectful of the game and the coaches and the referees and the event and yeah don't don't ruin it for everybody you know and i think we've made it clear that if you if you think that the college coaches aren't taking note of behavior other than what's taking place on the field you're fooling yourself you the college okay. coaches they're, they're taking it all in because they're trying to put they're trying to put together a team and they're also looking like you know what we we don't we don't want problems like we don't want problem kids we don't want problem parents so you know they're those things i mean the kick, it, the a book kick it becomes a decision between player a and player b it might come down to you know like oh you know that kid's parents were. Hey, but Mike, the, <laughs> Mike, the kid. The, the, sorry to interrupt, but the kid could the kid could be a great kid, but they don't. College coaches don't want to deal with the parents. That are yeah. Crazy like that. They come to their games at their university and act like that during the games. You know they don't want to have that obnoxiousness, uh, rowdy kind of professional type of behavior going on during a game during the spring where you're trying to uh, win games where it matters, you know? So, so if, uh, if anybody out there has a solution to this, <laughs> a possible solution, because there's probably not one because you can't ban parents from attending these events. Like it's there. It's, it's, it is, I know a lot of parents do use this as summer vacation. Like it's part of that. Like they're, they, they are, the kids are lucky enough to have parents that basically let them play lacrosse for the summer and, Rather than taking the summer off to go to Disney World, they go to Towson, Maryland, and they play in the Under Armour games for four days. <laughs> so you know the the kids are lucky to have it, but uh, you know at the same time, like so I, you can't ban parents because a lot of that does kind of go hand in hand. It is their their time away since everybody's out of school and people are taking time off work. But you know at the same time, it's like you know, you know there there needs to be some sort of set of guidelines or you know it's like all right if you get this if you get out of hand like we're going to ask you to leave and just kind of, you have to respect, like, I don't know what the solution really is. Cause I know a lot of these club coaches that put in you know, it's no short, it's no small feat to put one of these events on um, and figure yeah. out all the accommodations and field play and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of, a lot of dominoes that have to be placed to get these things to go off without a hitch. So I don't know how you really solve it, but so if anybody's got an opinion, um, which I'm sure you do, and I'm a little bit nervous about letting people know how to get in touch with us on Twitter this week. <laughs> oh no, let, 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 let it rip. Let's have it. Let's, exactly, let's have like it. you know, let's have the dialogue with people because I love the, I love like 
I, ever since I posted my posts on Twitter about how I felt about all this, I got some great feedback from people that have sent me um, instances at different events, and I've also had some people give me some ideas of solutions that should be uh, explored for, for some of these club events to try to contain some of these parents. And I don't know if you can contain them, but it's, it's, one, it's one of those things, like you said, it's, you can't like ban the parents, but if you're a parent going to these events and the event's calling the police on you because you're out of control, <laughs> something needs to, someone, there needs to be some inner uh, evaluation on yourself going forward just because just, it's, it's not it's not helping you or your child at the yeah. game at, at, to help them with their future you know yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna link to that video that you had sent me about the brawl that broke out in tennessee at the softball game because it, it, it was not so let, let's not have that repeat that video for a lacrosse weekend um no let, let's just stay with the soft you softball and go go from there <laughs> like and then move learn and move on so that's the thing. Like you see the stuff at youth level. Like it's not just high school and recruiting events. Like you see the stuff at like my kids level. Like like it's like eighth grades, first grade. It's it's at that level too, and that's terrible for those kids to see at that level. You know. Yeah. Well, I think you also have to wonder. It's like, and and maybe that's why there's some hesitancy on college coaches whenever they see that because like, well, if that's the behavior the kids learning. Do we yep. want that potential? Because I mean, you you learn what you learn your behavior mostly from your parents. So it's like, well, if that's the way it's going to be, like, maybe we don't want. Oh, yes, don't get don't give a college coach a reason to not recruit your kid. Mm-hmm. Is really mm-hmm. what you do. like that. You know, you want every ruse, You want to give them every reason to bring them onto the roster. You don't want to give them any hesitancy. Is like, why? And you, you you never know. It's like so. Just and like we're not just two guys just saying this because. We just had this strong opinion, and we don't. We never seen it before. Or we're just talking off the cuff. We, Mike, and I have been on the sidelines we, for the last ten to fifteen years, and have seen this go on. And yeah. um, may, maybe it is not as frequently and as much as it is happening now. Back then, when in the last couple of years, but it, it seems like it's happening a, a lot more today. I don't know if it's because of the internet, and like I said earlier, a lot of people have can let their opinions fly more freely now and just don't have the respect and they'll have the filter to I do think social media plays its part because you're just you you're able to see it more. Like I mean I've covered high school sports since two thousand and five and I remember being um at a, a high school football game and standing on the sideline and a parent coming out of the stand and running across the track and grabbing his kid to tell, like, to basically like yell at him because he fumbled the ball, and the head coach got up in the parent's face and was like, "You get off my sideline right now," because and the team got penalized. And I was, you know, and then I remember being at another uh, high school football game. This was, I think, it was at Wise High School in Prince George County, Maryland. And a great school, by the way, great football team. Yeah, great football team. They've they've won a couple four A titles uh, with Delon Parish. Um, but, you know, the parent came out of the si- sideline and the referee immediately flew the fa- flag and the team got penalized for the parent. And so I'm like, so it's not new, like, and it's not isolated in any manner. Like yeah. I've seen it at, at, at uh, basketball or AAU events when I covered high school basketball. I saw it like, you know, parents and in a gym, it's really obvious because it's an enclosed space and there's an echo. So there's no doubt like which parent it's coming from. So you know, it's, it's, it's not funny. isolated, but in it, and it's not new and it's probably never going to go away. But you know, when it, at what point do you realize like, this is an actual, this is a real problem and we need to take steps Mike, to solve it. And Mike, it's happening all over the country. Like I was going to come on today and just say, Hey, it's because of people that are from New Jersey and or new <laughs> or, or Long Island. That's, that's the people that are usually doing this. Cause uh, that's what I saw last week, and those were the parents from those areas that <laughs> were like that. But you don't see it's happening all over the country. It's happening all over different age groups and different parts of the of the country, and it's it's a problem across the board. And so we need to keep having this discussion, talking with people, and maybe if we keep talking about this and talking with the people that listen to our show and 
people that have strong opinions about this, maybe we can uh, change it somehow for the people that are out these events and causing problems. You get people talking about it and they realize, and then people like maybe someone realizes like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Like you know, maybe you know. We're not, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to solve the problem, but you know, if there's one person out there that's listening, but like, oh, you know, maybe they see the behavior and like, you know, maybe it changes one person and that could make a difference depending on uh, the event and what's going on. So I'm not, I'm, sure. I'm, not try, I'm not trying to rip, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to put anyone down or, or, or saying, or saying people need to be banned. This is something that <laughs> we need to like encourage club teams to talk with the parents or yeah talk to the events to talk with the club teams to talk to the parents to just get everyone on the same page just to have fun enjoy the event root on the kids root on the teams and just keep it keep it respectful you know yeah, and i think that's ultimately what our i think both mine and your goal is like you know keep the focus on the kids like you're you're sending them to these events to get noticed to play to have fun like make make sure that happens like that's what you want to happen you don't want to take away the negativity from something like that you know you know keep it positive put it all on the kid to enjoy the weekend because honestly if he has fun he's more likely to play well if he's tight yeah mom or dad are yelling from the sideline he's a little bit tense he's probably not going to play well anyway most people don't play well when they're being yelled at like there's a way to react well to it but it's like you know kids lucy is having fun having a good time he's probably gonna play better college coaches will notice and then everybody wins yep exactly but i think that's gonna do it we've gone in a little bit longer than the last two weeks so um i will if anybody has a, a feedback on this week's show you can use hashtag around the crease um you can find me at lax records either on twitter or instagram um obviously you can find me at laxrecords.com as well tom how can they find you if they want to reach out and uh give you, you sense yeah you can find my work at PeaceReportLax.com and I'm also on social media where I do most of my um, work with tweets and at, at events um, doing social media at events you can find me on Twitter at PeaceReportLax or at my personal account at TPeace19 and on Instagram at BeMorePeace where you can see pictures of where I am and covering events and you will see us this weekend at the Under Armour All-American weekend yeah, and if you, you you see one of us be come up and say hello yes we won't we won't we won't bite or ridicule <laughs> you or we, we will we'll sign autographs <laughs> that i'll be honest that would be weird i've done a kid asked me one time if i would sign something i was like this is really weird i did it but it felt really weird because i do not consider myself autograph worthy but i was very flattered at the time i was like but it, it made me laugh like i was like i feel a little uncomfortable doing this but <laughs> um i do have some i think i do have some stickers so if you come up and say hi um, I know I have some buttons. I'll be bringing some Lax Records buttons and whatever nice. stickers I have left. So if you come up and say hello, if you want a sticker, you want a button, they're all yours. 